Welcome to Magnetic Success, the podcast for ambitious female entrepreneurs ready to ditch the struggle, unlock their inner power, break through their hidden mindset blocks, and up-level their life. I'm your host, Kirsty Kamarowskis, and I'm a mindset expert, success coach, and seven-figure entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be sharing powerful mindset tips, manifestation techniques, and spiritual tools and practices to help you embody the most successful version of you so you can leverage the power of your mind and law of attraction to transform your business from the inside out and create a life without limits. Before we get into it, I just wanted to make a quick announcement. As the 21 day challenge draws to a close, I want to thank you for taking part and for listening along. And if you've resonated with the things I've been talking about and know that mindset and manifestation is something you want and need to work on so that you can create massive shifts in your business income and life in 2023, I've created some special Christmas offers for you, which are available from Thursday the 8th of December until Monday the 12th of December. So whether you want to just dip your toe in the water and learn how to eliminate and replace the beliefs that have been holding you back, or maybe you want to learn how to manifest money, or maybe you already know that you're ready to go deep and expand to your next level self so that you can unlock the next level in your business income and life. Come check out the link in the show notes and feel free to message me with any questions about the Christmas offers. All of the information is below. Right, back to the show. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to day 19 of the 21 Day Success Mindset Challenge. We are almost there. This is the home run. We've just got two more days left of this challenge. Today, I want to talk to you about something really important. It's all been important, obviously. But I want to have a conversation with you about decisions that perhaps you haven't had in this way before. So we all know that the decisions we make are really, really important, right? They affect all of our life. They affect our business. They affect our relationships. Our decisions basically create the pathway for the actions that we're going to take for the behavior that's then going to be implemented. So What we don't really talk about, though, is how we make those decisions. How do you make decisions? Because we were taught this from an early age. We were generally taught to weigh up the pros and the cons, right? We were taught to use our rational, logical mind to determine what the best outcome would be, what would be the best cause of action, the best situation, the best condition, the best thing for us to do in order to get the result or have the outcome that we want, right? So we've been taught all our lives to just use our mind, our conscious mind, which we know accounts for 5% of our results and success, right? So before I get into that, Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich said that successful people make decisions quickly and unsuccessful people make decisions slowly. Successful people, when they make a decision, they commit to it and they don't change their mind afterwards. Unsuccessful people will waver and they'll keep changing their mind. So I massively agree with this. I think it's so important for us to be able to make decisions and not be stuck in indecision. That in itself is going to stop the momentum. It's going to massively and negatively impact results, but not as much as keep changing your mind. Like we have to be able to commit to our decisions, right? If we keep changing our mind, all we're doing is we're moving in one direction as soon as we make the decision. Then we're bringing it to a grinding halt. Any actions that we're taking in our business, any ways forward that we're moving, it's almost like we're retracting a bit like a turtle sticking his head back in. We're like retracting 
usually from fear, from doubt, from mistrust, from misalignment maybe. But we retract and then we go the other way. So we've decided to on something else. We've changed our decision. We're going in a different direction. But all this doing, the backward and forward, is keeping us stuck. The same with indecision. If we're unable to make a decision, then what are we doing? We're staying stuck. It's a way for us to not get uncomfortable. It's a way that our mind actually can trick us into feeling that it's safe because then we're not having to make these uncomfortable decisions. But all we're doing is keeping ourselves stuck in the same place that we don't want to be in. So we have to make these decisions. We want to be able to really just own up to all the decisions that we've got to make, all these choices, and just start making them. What puts us off a lot of the time is we're scared of getting it wrong, aren't we? What if I make the wrong decision? And the thing is, you could make the wrong decision, but you'd find out damn quickly if you made the wrong decision. You'd be able to pivot, turn, and go in a different direction. On the flip side of that, you could spend six months trying to decide what the right decision was. Meanwhile, if you'd just made the wrong decision and then changed, you could have been going in the right direction after a month, after two weeks, right? So if we can let go of the need and the fear that we have to make the right decision and the belief that if we make a wrong decision, our whole world's going to fall apart, our business is going to fall apart, then that empowers us to be able to make decisions more quickly and to actually be able to make decisions full stop, right? Now, there is one caveat I'm going to have, I'm going to include with this. I've been learning a lot more about human design recently. So if you're into human design, you'll know, and even if you're not, so that part of human design is we all have an energetic blueprint, basically, and we all, depending on what our reading is, who we are, what type we are and everything, we all have a certain way that we are supposed to make decisions. So different people will have different ways of making decisions. So the only reason I'm bringing this in, and I'm not going to talk about it a lot, is just because where Napoleon Hill says that successful people make decisions quickly, well, I know that depending on your strategy for making decisions, depending on your authority for making decisions in human design, you might need to ride the storm a bit. You might need to wait a little bit. You might not, making fast decisions might go against your human design. So that's all I'm going to say on that. I am really, really excited because I am definitely going to be getting some guests to come and speak to us about human design so we can talk about all these things then. But that is the only caveat I would say. So we want to make decisions full stop. We don't want to be changing our minds all the time, right? But the bit with the human design I really, really like is that the reason we are told to make decisions in a certain way is so that we're living in alignment with who we are. So let's take that piece, the alignment piece, because being in alignment, I feel is our superpower. This is what I help my clients with in my programs and my coaching. Alignment is an absolute superpower. Alignment will make you go faster, make you go further, will help you leverage the universal powers instead of having to do it all your own, all on your own. And you know, I teach clients how to be in alignment with mind, body, and soul. So beliefs, thoughts, you know, right down to your emotions, your energy, your frequency, your vibration. But what about decision-making? If we want to be in true alignment with our goals so that we can collapse time, so we can manifest them faster, but so also we're just having less resistance in our business and in our life, 
that's where that's the beauty of alignment is that we are releasing the resistance and we're going in the flow we're turning our boat downstream and we're allowing the flow of life the flow of the stream to take us where we want to go with more ease and grace so the less resistance the better so if we can make decisions that are in alignment it means the actions we're then going to take and then the series of events that's going to follow that decision will also be more likely to be in alignment if we're making decisions out of alignment then the next few actions the things that then follow that decision are also going to be out of alignment so not only are they going to be building resistance within us, within our, in our energy, within our actions, within our business, within our mind, it's also going to be slowing down the process. So how, what, are, what do I mean when I'm saying decisions out of alignment? So notice where, when you make a decision, you're saying to yourself, I should do it this way. Look for those shoulds because those shoulds are never coming from a place of alignment. They're coming from a place of feeling like we have to. It's almost like an obligation. We're feeling like we're obligated to do things in a certain way, to make a decision in a certain way because of fill in the blank. Look for that blank. What is that blank? As Tony Robbins said, we don't want to be shooting all over ourselves. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes. So I'll give you a tiny example of this. We went on a snowboarding holiday at the start of this year. And because of COVID, we hadn't been away for two years. We'd been camping for two years because we couldn't really, it was difficult to fly. We didn't really, you know, everything was shut down for quite a long time, wasn't it? And then for a while, we didn't really want to get, get on a plane. So it was really, really exciting to get back out into the mountains. We went to Italy on a family snowboarding holiday. And it was just amazing. And just being on holiday was amazing. Being in another country from someone that's traveled the world and craves adventure and just loves being abroad, loves traveling, loves doing these things, having you know, having fun. We just didn't want to go. And it came to the last couple of days and we were like, oh my God, we really don't want to go. We're not ready. We're not ready. We really don't. We just need just a few more days. You know that feeling? Just a few more days. Anyway, so we literally got to packing our suitcases, packing up the whole room, getting ready and waiting for the bus to come and pick us up to take us to the airport. And at the time, we'd had other travellers, other guests in the accommodation that we were staying in, we were in a really cosy, friendly, family-run B&B with a fireplace and a little bar and tables and chairs downstairs. So, you know, we spoke to the other people that were there. They'd had their flights cancelled. And we were like, why couldn't it be us that had our flights cancelled? <laughs> they have to stay even longer. And they're stressing about, you know, wanting to get home and whatever. And we're thinking, goodness, if only we could change with you. Like, we'd be more than happy, you know? And it just got us thinking. And in the end, we thought, why don't we just see how much more flights would be if we've just stayed an extra couple of days, if they had more accommodation here, if they could put us up for another couple of nights, why don't we just see if we can go a bit later? Now, the girls were due back at school. I never take them out of school. Like they're, I've always been so, so by the book and by the rules. So that kind of thing that they might miss a day at school was sort of kicking up on me, you know, the guilt. Oh, does that mean I'm a bad parent? The stories we tell ourselves, right? I want you to look for all of these when you are thinking about if you're making decisions from a place of shoulding. So that's one thing that came up. Anyway, so we found some extra flights, some replacement flights, and they were so cheap. And then the hotel accommodation, who never normally have any spaces, said that they had some cancellations. So they could actually give us a couple of rooms for those extra few days. So it was all looking possible. I even got on the phone and asked the my doggy daycare lady if she could keep the dogs for an extra couple of days. 
everything was sorted and I still had so much resistance. And it was because I was thinking, what are people going to think? What are my parents going to think about me just, you know, staying out here, not bringing the girls back, not taking them back to school, like being really, I felt irresponsible. You know, it's that child that comes out in you again, where you feel like you need that approval. And I didn't notice what it was at first. All I knew was that I just felt so much resistance. And I felt that pang of like guilt and a bit of fear and just such discomfort in my stomach. I felt it so badly. But I knew in my heart and my soul that I wanted to stay and the girls wanted to stay. And in the end, I just, you know, I was thinking all these things. In the end, when I realized what was creating this, what's that person going to think? What's that person going to think? What are they going to say? What are they going to say? This was all going on in my head. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Who cares? (laughs) It's no one else's business anyway. It's me that's judging myself here based on old beliefs and old stories and old ways of doing things. What do I want? I seek fun and adventure. For the last two years of lockdown, there's been hardly any of that at all. Like my soul is craving being out here. I love snowboarding. I'm so proud that I can, my girls ski. I'm so proud that they are out here skiing with me. I'm giving them a holiday that you know, I would have loved to have when I was younger. It's it's a, you know, it's a gift. So why not just give them a couple more days? Of that We are so happy. We're loving it. Why don't we just do that? And so in the end, I chose discomfort. I let go. <laughs> it took the rest of the day to sort of get over this and all these mixed feelings and emotions. And I let go and I did it anyway, because that decision was all coming from what other people might think and my own self-judgment from beliefs that weren't even relevant in my life anymore, right? So this is what I want you to have a look at that. So this comes on to my next one, which is the right thing to do. Are you making decisions because it's the right thing to do? According to who? Who said it's the right thing to do? Does it feel like the right thing to, to do to you? Does it feel like it's right? Is it in alignment? Who is it right for? Where is this belief, this understanding come from? Is it from society? Is it your old familial beliefs that have been passed down? And remember, we get born into this world and not only are we programmed with our family's beliefs, society's beliefs, we are also carrying all of these beliefs. We're carrying so much conditioning through our genes. It comes through before we're even born, right? So we do have a lot to break away from. We do have a lot to release. So what is this right thing to do? And who's it coming from? Because if it feels like it's the right thing to do, but it's not what you want, or it feels a bit off, or it feels a bit misaligned, then it's not right for you. So just think, who is determining this? Where is this coming from? And what do I want? Even if it scares me, even if it makes me feel uncomfortable, what do I want? Right? So I've already talked about, we've been taught to make decisions based on the logical, analytical, rational standpoint. That's how we're supposed to make decisions, right? But where does intuition come in? Where does that gut knowing, that gut feeling, even the most, and I spent nearly all my life being over analytical. I always just said I was over analytical, analyzing everything. It took quite a while to be able to shift down into this perspective, into my being, into deeper knowing, deeper wisdom, deeper intuition and actually developing that trust with my energy, with my body, with my intuition to actually know that this was right for me. It's taken a long time. But even the most analytical of us still get that gut feeling, right? We still have that gut knowing, that gut feeling. We just feel it and we don't know why. 
That is our intuition trying to speak to us. So where does this come in when we're weighing up the pros and cons? When we're being rational and analytical and logical, right? This is where all of your answers are within you. They're deep within you. We need to unlock them. We need to allow them. We need to start listening to those whispers, those whispers and those little nudges that are trying to guide us, trying to show us, trying to help us. And the more we do it, the stronger that connection gets. We're building it more and more all the time. We're trusting it more and more. This is where our guidance is coming from. This is where when we talk about manifestation, we're in charge of the what and the why. The universe is in charge of the how and the when, and it delivers the steps, the how, the strategy, the, the next step through our intuition, through our nudges, right? So are you basing your big work decisions, your small work decisions, are you basing them on what you feel is right, what you know to be right, even if it doesn't make sense? Because that's the thing with intuition. It often doesn't make sense at all. And we're left now thinking, what the hell? But as we get brave, as we get bold, and we start taking that action from that place, then we start to see why, and we start to see those results that are not like anything we could have anticipated or created on our own, right? So two more things to think about here. If we are not using our intuition and we're using our logical brain, something that can really, really, really guide us that is never going to be the best thing for us is fear. Are you making decisions from a place of fear, from a place of FOMO? I've made several bad financial decisions from a place of FOMO, from a place of fear, from a place of thinking that I might be missing out if I don't do this. That is not an aligned decision. That is not a decision coming from your intuition, your trust and your knowing. It's a decision coming from panic. And what's going to happen when we have that energy behind our decision and then the actions that follow as a consequence of that decision? We're going to attract that back to us in the way of results, right? We want to be aligned. We want to be making decisions with knowing and trust and ex positive expectation. Another thing, lack. Are you making decisions from lack or a perspective that something in your business or something in you needs fixing because you don't need fixing. Your business doesn't need fixing. There's nothing to fix. It's about alignment, even with the actions in your business. When we come from that place of lack or feeling like something needs to be fixed, we will often go and hustle and grind and force and try and control our way to our results, which never ends well. It ends up with burnout. It ends up broken. It ends up I've just said nothing needs to be fixed. You know what I mean? We feel broken. We feel like we can't go on anymore. Something's wrong with us. We feel like there's, that we just can't do it, right? When we're forcing and hustling and grinding because we don't get the results that we want. So that alignment piece is missing. There's no flow. There's no co-creation. We're just doing it on our own then because we've resorted to control. So another example of this was when I, Things in my business weren't working. And so I did go for a program. I hired a coach and went for a strategy and a program that in my heart I knew wasn't right for me. I knew it wasn't right for me, but I didn't know what else to do. I was coming from a place of lack and fear. And then when it came to doing the things, I didn't get the results. I didn't get any results. And it's all because it wasn't aligned to me and how I'm supposed to be doing things, right? It's because it came from a place of fear and lack. 
But when we can come from a place of positive expectation where we're thinking about our vision, we're thinking about our outcome, we're thinking about what we're naturally good at. What can we do? What am I supposed to be doing here? How can I do it my way? How can I make this work for me? Because if you're trying to adopt a strategy that you hate, <laughs> that you're not aligned with, that doesn't incorporate your skills and your natural talents and your natural gifts, that is just going to be a road of resistance. How can you get results when you are resisting the actions you're taking every single day, right? There's so many ways. There's so many paths. People are coming up with new strategies, new tactics, and new things all the time. Innovative ideas. Why can't you be that person that has that so that it works for you, right? So are the decisions you're making coming from a place of lack, from the fear or the belief that something needs fixing? So I'm just going to leave you with a couple more questions for you to think about and reflect on after this powerful conversation about decisions. I just invite you to reflect on where in your business right now are you holding off on making decisions? Where are you stuck in indecision? And what can you do today to take that step forward? What can you do today to make that decision? How often do you tap into your guidance, your intuition versus your rational, logical mind? How often are you listening to those nudges? And the last one, where are you making decisions in your business and in your life that you know aren't in alignment with you, with what you want? Where are you making them for other people? Where are the decisions coming from other people because of what other people might think, believe, say, expect from you? It's powerful. It's time to take back that power. This is empowerment. Standing in your own power, making decisions from a place of alignment, making decisions for you, right? So I really, really hope that this has enlightened you, it's inspired you, and it's motivated you to start making decisions that feel better. And I will see you in the next episode. Just a quick reminder before I go, if you're ready to go deeper and learn how to integrate and embody the information I've been sharing with you over these last couple of weeks, so you can unlock the power of your mind and leverage law of attraction so you can make quantum shifts in your business, income and life, don't forget to check out the Christmas offers link that's in the show notes below. All offers expire on Monday, the 12th of December. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's inspired you to unlocking more of the success that's already within you. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of the episode and all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode and that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps me figure out how I can serve and support you moving forward. And if you want to go deeper, follow me on the grams at Kirsty Kamarowskis for more inspiration or visit my website at www.mindmuse.co.uk.